from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Glad you're with us. It's uh, Thursday night, which means it's legal night here at Radio Night Live. And a few things a little bit out of order. Um, Imran Ansari not joining us tonight. Uh, he is very busy with a number of activities that are preventing him from being with us. But we've got some uh, good things to discuss in his place, not the least of which we are going to be visited by one Professor Alan Dershowitz, who besides being maybe the greatest constitutional attorney in the country, is also going to give us his thoughts on all things Israel, which is where we find our mind again turning to this evening. Um, and then a little bit later on, we'll, we'll revisit uh, something with uh, Plaza College. There's an important day coming up, and uh, Reed Goldstein's going to be with us to discuss that. Looking forward to that. All right. Um, I don't know if you've been following the lives of the real-life people that have been impacted by the um, heinous attacks of Saturday. I know I've talked a lot on both of my shows about the uh, different aspects of this. And we've spoken with some of the people whose family members were involved and survived and others who have uh, been through uh, previous Hamas attacks and can attest to the viciousness of how they treat hostages, etc. Uh, but tonight, uh, Fox News has something up on their homepage that I just find really, well, it's intriguing. An Israeli couple uh, have decided to report for duty to the IDF uh, after they survived the attack on the music festival. And their statement is, we want to help our friends. Uh, Laurent Roca and Zohan Arad uh, had their lives changed uh, on Saturday when Hamas terrorists launched a surprise attack on the music festival they were attending in southern Israel. Immediately after escaping, the couple reported for duty with the IDF. Here's what they told Fox News uh, today. They said, we realize that we want to help our friends. We have a lot of friends who never came home from the party. They just came to listen to music and to celebrate the freedom of life and to just enjoy that day with friends. And now they will never come back home. We have a lot of friends that are now in Gaza. We don't know what happened to them. Hamas is not telling who is kidnapped and what their situation is. And we pray for them that they will come back home safe. Roca and Arad were among the first festival goers to reach their vehicle when Hamas terrorists set the surprise attack into motion, launching rockets into residential areas and opening fire on civilians. A few minutes after the couple fled, gunshots sounded in their direction. Um, said, I heard the sound of a gunshot. Then I looked into their eyes and I saw a terrorist. He was seven to eight meters away from us and started shooting people from the party. 
At that moment, I'm shouting to Laron, they are shooting at us, they are shooting at us, she recalled. Immediately after escaping, the couple reported for reserve duty in the Combat Engineering Corps Reserve Battalion, a division that, according to the IDF, is responsible for dismantling minefields, building bridges to cross streams, constructing fortifications, and more. Since war broke out in the Holy Land last weekend, the death toll has climbed to over 2,400 total, uh, and that includes about 25 Americans in that count. The same day that the Israeli cabinet declared war and the region remains embroiled in conflict. Meanwhile, the Biden administration reiterates it will support Israel with the president himself saying America has Israel's back as the country reportedly prepares for a ground invasion of Gaza. Now, I don't just pausing here is Kevin's thoughts. I don't see how they actually, you know, execute their, their game plan to bring the terrorists to justice if they don't have a ground invasion. Like, you've, you've got to go in there and find these people. That's the only way you're going to root them out. You can't, you can't think that electronic surveillance is going to do it. You're not going to be able to do everything via remote. And the more hard targets that they've already taken out with um, their drones and missiles, um, the, the more complicated it's going to get on the ground. So they have to go in. But they need to dismantle and to neutralize the threat uh, before they before they get to that stage, and that's what they're in the process of doing. Secretary of State Blinken met with several Israeli officials early on Thursday, including Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and President Isaac Herzog, to show solidarity with the nation as war wages. Um, I, I I've if you listen to the interviews that I've done, and you can go and catch them in my podcast feed. Um, KMC Radio, um, wherever you go. You can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Apple Podcasts, you can go to uh, Spotify, etc. But if you listen to the interviews I've done with um, Israelis over the last week, almost every one of them will tell you how moving Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken's speeches were to the Israeli people themselves. And I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I thought their, their speeches came up way short. Um, I wanted to see a more demonstrative um, substance of support for Israel as opposed to just words. But if you know what I, I, I said to myself earlier today, if this is if this is what they're going to do, if this is what they need to feel better about you know their situation, then I guess I'm glad that the president uh, and Mr. Blinken said what they said. I just felt it was kind of weak. Um, and it's and it's going to it's there's, there's going to need to be more in my estimation. There is still not an agreement, even though some pressure has been brought to bear from Congress and from members of both parties, Democrats and Republicans in Congress have done this. But there's been some pressure put on the administration to block the six billion dollars from being fully funded back to Iran. Friends, I I, I fully understand. That when Iran thinks it's getting six billion dollars, it will use six billion dollars it already has to do other things, and that's what they did here. Um, and I don't care what the uh, official news organizations are saying. Well, there's no absolute proof that Iran was involved in this. Look, Iran bankrolls bank Hamas and Hezbollah. They are the ones that provide them the money and the resources to do. You, do you think, for half a second, that 
the goons that are Hamas, the poorly educated animals that, that are involved in this organization, do you think that they have the wherewithal to purchase 3,200 rockets that they launched in the first day? No, they don't. That had to come from somewhere. That had to be, that had to be funded. They had to be, um, bankrolled. And you're not getting it from unemployed, illiterate dudes in Hamas that run around and say death to Israel and Allahu Akbar. It's not, it's, it's not conceivable that they could self-fund this. So it has to come from somewhere. Iran has been doing it for years. There's, there's zero reason. I don't care what the State Department or the American media say. There's zero reason to think that anybody other than Iran is bankrolling this, and I think they're doing it for nefarious purposes. I think they are doing it for the purposes of getting Israel involved in a larger regional war where they are they are going to try to convince the allies of Iran, whoever they may be, to to step up and to create a larger conflict here. And I'm hoping that that is not what happens. I want Israel to go get all of the Hamas guys, exterminate Hamas completely. End it there and pray that there are no more hostilities. All right. Coming back, uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz is slated to be with me. It's Kevin McCullough. It's Radio Night Live. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate? If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10 a.m., our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters of real estate. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her terrific team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there's no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. She's a legend. She's the best, period. Tune in to Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate. Don't miss it, Saturdays at 10 a.m. here on AM 970, The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Hi, my name is Peg. I'm a wife, mother, and grandmother. Family is so important to me, and I want to stay healthy so that I can continue to do the things that I enjoy doing with all of them. I would recommend Balance of Nature. It's so easy to do every day. I feel great, and who doesn't want to feel great? Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order with free shipping and our money back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code ANSWER. 
The National Italian American Foundation believes in celebrating and advancing the inspiring achievements and uplifting values of the Italian culture and presence in America. They do so by giving out almost a million dollars a year in scholarships to deserving Italian American students in grants that promote Italian related projects and in heritage travel that takes young Italian Americans to Italy to visit the land of their ancestors through their signature Ambassador Peter F. Secchia Voyage of Discovery Program. Moreover, the National Italian American Foundation serves as the voice in our nation's capital for more than 15 million Americans of Italian heritage by working closely with the Italian American Congressional Delegation and the Embassy of Italy in Washington, D.C. If you believe in protecting, preserving, and promoting Italian heritage and in strengthening and empowering the ties between the United States and Italy, please join in by enrolling at neof.org. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Thank you for finally noticing. Our hosts tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, boys, from boys, New York, boys, boys, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin boys, McCullough. Of all the boys I've known and I've Kevin known. McCullough back with you on Legal Night. Now, normally, Imran Ansari would be seated directly across the table from me, but he, as it were, as a lawyer, has uh, other duties sometimes, and so he is not with us tonight. But one of his mentors is, and someone who I have long respected, is the, mo- is the foremost constitutional thinker in the country. But not only that, he has very clear thinking when it comes to Israel as well. And as the story of the weekend has turned into the story of the week, there is no one else I would rather be speaking with tonight than Professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, it's always a pleasure for you to be with us uh, on Legal Night. Let me just ask well, thank you, you straight from the beginning. Um, there's a lot of kind of navel-gazing now about whether or not uh, international intelligence uh, offices should have been anticipating something. I know that you have a lot of contacts. I'm just curious, do you think the U.S. or Israel or anybody else should have had more warning that there was something coming of this magnitude? It does not seem to have been a small attack. No, uh, they should have, but that wasn't the big issue. The big failure was not the absence of a warning to prevent the attack. The big failure was what happened after the attack occurred. It took hours for the Israeli military to come to the rescue of these poor people who were hiding in bomb shelters. Many of them were killed hours after the fences were breached. And that's the one thing I cannot understand how Israel, you know, I've been down in the Gaza. Um, I, I've been in the Gaza itself. I had lunch in Khan Yunus years ago. Uh, and I, I spent time at the fence. My cousin is the chief rabbi in Stay Road. And that fence is the most carefully guarded part of Israel. I mean, how, how they managed to break through the fence and then you would have thought that the military would be notified and immediately they would have sent attack helicopters and they would have just mowed down all of the terrorists before they got more than 100 or 200 yards in. But 
it just didn't happen, and I, I don't yeah. get it. But, you know, look, I don't want to spend any time blaming Israel for this. That no, not at all. Like some of these idiots from Harvard who blamed Israel for the event. This is all the fault of Hamas and Iran and uh, other uh, groups that uh, seek the destruction of Israel and the death of, of Jews who live there. Well, no, and absolutely, I'm not going that direction at all. I've, I've made it clear to my listeners uh, for many years that I stand with Israel resolutely. Yeah. Uh, and there is no, there is no negotiation. There is no resignation. There is no discussion. You released the hostages unconditionally yesterday. That's the only thing that's acceptable. Let me, uh, let me move to, let me move to the uh, public policy side here. Now, I've over the last three days, I've been speaking with Israeli families who have had. Uh, people lost or have ta- had had them taken yeah. hostage and maybe don't know their outcome yet. And there's obviously a lot of concern there. They all seem to have been very comforted by President Biden and Secretary of State Blinken's speeches. I thought, just my own f- feeling, that they came off a little bit um, clichéic to me and maybe a little bit lazy, but they seem to have resonated differently in Israel. And I'm just curious your thought about what that means to the people of Israel right now. Yeah, well, I'm with the people of Israel on this one. I thought that, you know, this is a time you're always going to get clichés at times like this. It depends on which cliché you get. What I saw both from Biden and from uh, Blinken is genuine, genuine concern genuine care. Look, Blinken's stepfather was a friend of mine. He was a a great uh, French-Jewish lawyer, uh, a Holocaust survivor, and uh, and Anthony grew up, you know, with the background of it being uh, a family of of Holocaust survivors. So I think his views are are very genuine. And I've known uh, Joe Biden for 40 years. I, I was with him in Israel once. And uh, I think his feelings for Israel are genuine. That doesn't mean okay. he likes Netanyahu, but a lot of Israelis don't like Netanyahu. I happen to like Netanyahu. I had dinner with him for almost three hours just a few nights before, just when he was in New York, just uh, wow. ten days before all this happened. Well, it's uh, it's one of those things where, to me, it doesn't really matter what I think. If the people of Israel took comfort from it, that's what I'm uh, most they concerned did. about. They did, yeah. Let me ask you about the scope of the attack. 3,200 missiles just in the first 24 hours, and, of course, the massive manpower that they had with the paragliders and yeah. the other people coming across the border. There's, a, there's, some, there's some in the media that are now trying to say that there's no evidence that Iran was involved, and we can't, we can't make that assumption. But I don't know. I, I'm just doing the math, Professor Dershowitz. I don't know how rabble-rousers from Gaza and from the West Bank and anywhere else could have put together the funding that would have given them this type of footprint for an attack. What, what's your feeling on Iran's involvement? Well, I agree with you completely. I think they were the puppet masters. They tell Hamas what to do. They may not tell them when to do it. They may not be specifically involved in selecting targets or selecting dates, but they're the ones who say that uh, we want you to engage in terrorism against Israel. They decide whether Hezbollah goes in against Israel. And Iran itself has to be punished for this. Um, I'm glad that we're now hopefully refreezing the $6 billion that were foolishly allowed to be 
given to Iran on the claim, oh, they're going to use it for humanitarian purposes. Money is fungible. Every dollar that they don't have to use for humanitarian purposes, they can use to send rockets uh, and hang gliders uh, to uh, Hamas. I have no doubt that without Iran, Hamas would not have been able to pull this off. And so Iran is directly responsible. Are, are you at all concerned, as someone who lived through the Yom Kippur War, are you at all concerned that this is a moment of opportunity to maybe divide the attention of Israel and have Hezbollah attack from another angle, the Syrians attack from another angle, uh, and, and build some sort of uh, groundswell that Iran would uh, ultimately be kind of, again, playing the mastermind of. But do you, do you think that this is, that the attack is done, or do you anticipate that there's a desire to do more? Oh, there's no question there's a desire to do more. The United States is engaged in very tough talking diplomacy in the hope that maybe the desire won't be able to be satisfied. But I have no doubt that uh, Iran wants more attacks, and Israel has to be prepared for a, cross, a border crossing uh, from, from Hezbollah into northern Lebanon, less likely from uh, Syria. Fortunately, Israel is not at war with its two strongest uh, neighbors, uh, namely Egypt and uh, Jordan, and I don't think they will get involved in any way. I hope Egypt gets involved in a positive way by being able to accept innocent civilians from Gaza, particularly Americans and Europeans who want to get out. Uh, yeah. Let's remember another thing. We're going to see in the next few days what Hamas calls. Hamas calls it the CNN strategy. I call it the dead baby strategy, but Hamas calls it the CNN strategy. It's the same thing. They will put their children in harm's way. They will create human shields out of the children. One of the heads of Hamas acknowledged that. There's a tape recording of it. I've heard it. I've yeah. seen it. Um, and um, their hope is that Israel will have to kill children. And then they're ready to parade these children in front of TV cameras. And that's called the CNN strategy by Hamas. I call yeah. it the dead baby strategy because I want to be very direct about it. Every baby that's killed as a human shield is the moral, political, and indeed even legal responsibility of Hamas. Agreed. Agreed. We're speaking with Professor Dershowitz. It's going to take a brief break. And when we come back, I want to ask him about some of the implications of the Abraham Accords as it relates to this. We'll discuss that next. I'm Keith Peters reporting the Israeli military prepared for a possible ground invasion in Gaza on Thursday as it pounded the tiny coastal strip in retaliation for the unprecedented weekend attack on Israel by the militant group Hamas. In a deliberate show of support for Israel, a U.S. official confirmed that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin plans a visit on Friday, a day after Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was in Israel to meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. A former contractor for the Internal Revenue Service charged with leaking tax information and news outlets about former President Donald Trump and thousands of the country's wealthiest people pleaded guilty Thursday in an agreement with prosecutors. The Justice Department charged 38-year-old Charles Edward Littlejohn of Washington, D.C. with stealing tax return information. More details at srnnews.com. 
Make sure to tune in this and every Saturday at noon to hear the lead guy, Nick DeMauro, Executive Director and CEO of LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, speak with experts, educators, and law enforcement about important issues affecting you and your children. Catch the new show, Battling Drugs and Violence, with the lead guy on AM 970 The Answer for topical information and insights from experts waging the battle against drugs and violence in your community. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I'd like to introduce you to the premier business in the investigative and security field in the United States today, Brosnan Risk Consultants, founded by my friend Pat Brosnan, decorated, retired NYPD detective. You must be diligent in protecting the business you worked so hard to grow, family you cherish, and the lifestyle you've achieved. Luckily, there is Brosnan Risk Consultants to keep your business healthy, keep your family safe, and identify the approaching rising tide of danger and loss well before it destroys what you have built. Brosnan Risk Consultants have been protecting clients for over 25 years, operational in 45 states and over 500 cities. Don't settle for second best. Brosnan is the gold standard in investigative and security services. Call now, 800-590-2180, or go online to brosnanrisk.com, B-R-O-S-N-A-N-Risk.com. Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm Carolyn. I've been in private practice of physician's physical therapy for 35 years. And you're going to come in, but breathe, breathe. Yep, perfect. I open up at 4 a.m. and I'll go on till 10 a.m. And it's day after day. And as you can see by the equipment here, we are intensely active. People watch, they observe, and people say, Carolyn, what's your secret? And I say, it's from proper diet, proper exercise, and of course, through balance of nature. I'm 60, but since taking Balance of Nature, I feel the energy level of 27. I've been taking Balance of Nature for several years, and I love it. I endorse it, I believe in it, and I would recommend it. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order and get this special offer by using discount code ANSWER. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show takes place Thursday, October 26th through Saturday, October 28th at the Javits Center in New York City. This is your travel hub. The show is open to the public on Saturday. Come and explore vacation options from around the globe. Meet representatives face-to-face, set appointments, and participate in sessions that will feature unique destinations, travel tips, and best travel practices. Visit the Travel and Leisure Go booth for exclusive travel deals and discounts, expert advice on destinations and attractions. Don't delay as the event will sell out. Register for a discounted admission ticket. Go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com and now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. 
And we're back on Legal Night. Just a few more minutes with Professor Alan Dershowitz. And Professor, so grateful for your time and your insight. You, sure. you probably know more on the tip of your pinky than most of the media in this country knows. <laughs> well, it's well defined. Um, let me ask you, the Abraham Accords were by all measure a breakthrough of ginormous historic proportions. And yeah. I know that most of the countries that those accords were struck with are as equally hated by Iran as Israel is. And I'm curious as to your thoughts about what types of alliances or neutralities might exist uh, on Israel's benefit from the Abraham Accords. Well, I was involved in a peripheral way in the Abraham Accords. I was uh, in the White House quite often with the people who are organizing the accords uh, during the Trump administration. I offered my help on Israel issues, not on domestic issues. I did defend them against an unconstitutional impeachment, but my major involvement during the Trump administration was on the peace process between uh, Israel and, and, and its Arab neighbors. Um, look, one of the purposes of this attack was to get the street, the Arab street, to support the Palestinians, saying, oh, look at them, they're heroes, they're shahids, they're martyrs, uh, let's make it harder for our nations, our countries, to make peace with Israel. That's one of the goals. So far, it hasn't been working. Um, in an op-ed I wrote just today, I say one of the reactions that the United States should take is to pressure, at this point, Saudi Arabia to make a deal with Israel as quickly as possible so as to make it clear to the Iranians that if they want to prevent the deal between the Saudis and Israel, it's backfired. It's caused the deal to be happening. So I'm hoping that will happen. I know that uh, Tony Blinken would like that to happen and others in the administration. But let's see if, uh, if the Saudis can do it, because the Saudi streets obviously will be more sympathetic to the Palestinians than the Saudi leadership is. But we have we 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 are close to that agreement at least before the attack. Were we, we not? Yeah. It's my understanding yeah. that yeah. Biden and the Saudis were very close. They were very close, and uh, I met with uh, the Emir of Qatar and his brother during the Trump administration, um, and uh, I think maybe helped persuade them not to try to interfere in any way. Uh, the Qataris play a, a very interesting and subtle game they don't pick sides and they tried to have friends uh, all across the Gulf and with the United States as well of course they have a major American air base there um, but uh, I hope that the deal with the Saudis can go forward because it will be a game changer and will be ultimately in the history of the Middle East even more important than this horrible horrible tragedy that occurred uh, last uh, Saturday. We've only got a minute and a half left. I want to ask you about the United States' role at this point. Um, I thought it was kind of lazy journalism for all the news outlets to report that the U.S. had a carrier in the region. My brother-in-law, who's forward active duty Navy, was like, Kev, we, we've had that carrier in the region the entire time. Right. <laughs> but we moved it We moved it closer to Israel, and we are supplying, it's my understanding, munitions and logistics. Is there anything else from your vantage point that we need to be thinking about in terms of the United States' role in just helping yeah. Israel defend itself? A lot of things. Uh, I think the most important thing is for the United States to give Israel bunker-busting bombs 
which would enable it to destroy, without America's direct help, um, Iran's uh, nuclear weapons capacity. Can you imagine if Hezbollah had a nuclear weapon, or if Iran even operated under a nuclear umbrella? So I think what happened this past weekend sends the most urgent message that Iran can never be allowed to develop nuclear weapons, and I hope that the United States will give Israel the munitions necessary to take out those weapons. But that's not been the Biden position. Biden's been reluctant. No. Biden's been reluctant to go after the Iran nuclear issue. Look, I think the most important thing we have to think about, though, is what this attack was. This was Nazi Germany. Um, This was the Cossacks. This was uh, the Inquisition. This was this was a massive anti-Semitic attack. And who are the victims? The victims are mostly um, moderate kibbutz Jews who support a two-state solution, who oppose uh, the Netanyahu government. The only yeah. important thing to these murderers is that they were Jews. It's no. not about land and it's, it's not, not about, about right. This is about killing oh, Jewish no. people. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Thank you for your time. You you left your dinner to be with us. We're grateful for your uh, input, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Stay here. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, every year we love to get together and try to do something that benefits those who hurt and who hurt dramatically amongst us. It's part of the reason why this radio station is dedicated to the causes that we are, because we believe we need to make a difference. And our friends at Food for the Poor have been making a difference in the lives of those who are hungry in dramatic ways in recent years. And this year, for a gift of $175, you can provide two meals a day for two children for an entire year, and the entire community that those children live in will get access to clean water. But if you call in the next 10 minutes... That same $175 gift will feed four children for the coming year because of a matching gift. Would you call right now? 855-919-4673. That's 855-919-4673. Or click on the red Give Life banner at the top of am970theanswer.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show is coming October 26th through the 28th at the Javits Center, New York City, titled Your Travel Hub. Open to the public on Saturday to explore vacation options from around the globe. Great destinations from Brazil to unique places in the state of New York, New England, Europe, even South America. Join the fun and participate in some of the most compelling travel sessions from the travel industry's best-known personalities, from Darlie Newman to Pauline Fromer. Take a minute and check in with Travel and Leisure Go to consider travel deals and discounts at a wide range of destinations, hotels, airlines, and car rentals. For more information and tickets, go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, the foundations in the line of duty programs 
honors our nation's heroes and their families. That includes Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs. The Foundation's Never Forget Programs engages people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and barbecues. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Donate $11 a month, please, to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's T, the number 2, T.org. Looking for all things Italian in a spectacular and unique setting? Come to Casa Belvedere's 12th Annual Fall Festival and Italian Luxury Car Show on October 14th and 15th, noon to 6 p.m., rain or shine. Enjoy sausage and peppers, pizza, zeppoli, and seafood bar at Casa Belvedere's sprawling campus with spectacular views of the Bears on the Bridge and the New York skyline. Continuous live music from contemporary young talent and seasoned artists playing classic Italian favorites. Visit the Kids Zone with Carnival Games. Bouncy Castle, Rock Climbing, and a Pumpkin Patch where the kids can pick and decorate their own pumpkin. Sip your favorite vino, taste Italian specialty food items, or learn how to make mozzarella. See an extraordinary showcase of Italian-made classic and performance vehicles such as Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. Admission is $10 for adults, kids under 12 are free. For information, visit casa-belvedere.org or call 718-273-7660. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh. All right, and we're back. It's legal night, and it's radio night live. And as promised, uh, we are going to uh, chat once more, Imran, with uh, one of our good friends from Plaza College. In fact, I just found out he was named faculty member of the year. And when you saw at the uh, court reporter symposium that we broadcast live from, when you saw how the, the students interacted with him, I think it was pretty obvious why. Why Reed Goldsmith was Plaza College Faculty Member of the Year. Reed, welcome back to Radio Night Live. Thank you. It's my honor to be back here with both of you, esteemed gentlemen. Well, he's the esteemed one. He's been working with Dershowitz <laughs> on the down low. You know, I just, I'm just the, I'm just the working slug. He's, he's the really top-notch legal mind. But Reed, flatter me. You, you teach now. You're in the position of, of teaching and, and encouraging the students that are in the program, and I'm curious um, from that perspective. Is there anything about this time of year where school's back in session and the kids are back in class and all that stuff that makes it more exciting for you personally at Plaza College? Oh yeah, anytime um, I'm meeting, we're meeting new students, uh, new people are enrolling, um, the classes are swelling, and I'm just enjoying being with people. It's a fresh start. I always like to tell my students this one quote that I heard, and it's it's great. I say. It's up to you. You can either do this one day, or this can be day one. One day or day one. And I love seeing their fresh outlooks on life and uh, enjoying the things. Of course, the start of the year comes with certain problems, too. Uh, mothers who are dropping off kids, home care, things like that, trying to fit things into their busy schedule. So it's always a challenge, but I love challenges to help them overcome the time constraints to succeed at this. Absolutely. And, Reed, it was really great 
broadcasting from the facilities and I got to tell you I got the tour of Plaza College and it was uh it was incredible I mean state of the art facilities in so many uh areas and and professions uh and specifically the core reporting and I'm going to echo Kevin you you had your student body out in force and you could feel the energy in the room read uh and you know the energy is probably cuz they're getting a great education with you and the other staffers and teachers and uh, instructors there but also, they're probably excited uh, because court reporting is a great profession and you could earn substantial money, right? Correct. It's, it's often in with the unsung heroes of the courtroom, if you would. People don't really notice us because we're not supposed to inject ourselves into the proceedings. We're impartial. We basically are there to preserve the record for appellate division um, and other things. And it's such a well-paying profession that people don't know. They, it's just overlooked because it's not out there in their face. And But we're starting to uh, reverse that, and we're going to college fairs and high school fairs and uh, inter- interact with the guidance counselors to help educate more people about this. Interestingly enough, it's usually through a court reporter or through somebody who knows a court reporter that they learn of this career. Huh. You watch the State of the Union from the president. Okay, you don't see it, but the court reporter is there, and if you know to look for him, you'll see the court reporter. Yeah, I've spotted him actually uh, a few times. We're speaking with Reed Goldsmith, who is not only the Plaza College Faculty Member of the Year uh, last year for Plaza College, but he's also the president of the New York State Court Reporters Association, and that's an elected position uh, that he serves in. So he he has the confidence of his colleagues, in essence, uh, to be serving in that capacity. And, Reed, I understand that the State Association of Court Reporters has a convention coming up at the end of next month. If people are interested, what do they need to know about that? Okay. Um, we have... A convention coming up on October 22nd from 7.30 a.m. in the morning uh, to 5 p.m. There will be breakfast. There will be lunch. The night before, as a kickoff, uh, we're sponsoring. They're not being run by us, but we're sponsoring something called Steno in the City. And that's going to be an event uh, starting Saturday night in the Tillery Hotel. And... Uh, those who get there early on Saturday can sign up and go for that. Uh, the convention on Sunday will be the first post-pandemic uh, in-person convention. And we have an impressive lineup of presenters. Uh, it's on our New York State NYSCRA.org uh, webpage or on our Facebook page or on our Instagram page. And it's you don't have to be a member. Of course, there's a member reduction uh, if you are a member and you get a slight discount, but you don't have to be to attend it. And uh, there's a nominal fee for students. Okay. What and is the Steno in the city uh, a portion? What, what what's that going to consist of? It sounds like a treasure hunt or something. Are they going <laughs> to going to go around and and stenographize the uh, the conversations that they hear? How do they, how does that work? Steno in the city is run by um, another court reporter, uh, Shawnee Day, and uh, it's it's basically 
more or less a get together. Yeah, networking opportunity. Networking. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's a networking opportunity, and it's. We went to one in Houston, and it was hugely successful. So we invited her to bring that steno in the city here. She runs it all over the country. Nice. Well, again, the website is NY State. All one word, C-R-A, N-Y-State, C-R-A dot O-R-G. There's a lot of individual letters there. Grab your pen. Let me say it one more time, nice and slow. N-Y-S-C-R-A, N-Y-S-C-R-A dot O-R-G. And that stands for New York State Court Reporters Association. N-Y-S-C-R-A dot O-R-G. Every... Sunday, the last Sunday of every month, we run a student seminar. Student membership all over the country is free for student members, and all the student-oriented events are completely free for students. Well, you just said, Reed, a second ago that the uh, court reporter is the is the overlooked, quiet one in the courtroom, uh, and sometimes thought of as less important. But Imran, I have heard you expound on the importance of uh, that person when it comes to, particularly the courtroom, because without them, you you don't have what you need. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's so many facets, uh, where a stenographer or court reporter is so essential. And Reed, I wanted to make one point that there's a lot of flexibility now with court reporting. Cause I just did a deposition yesterday and we're doing it a lot by Zoom. So you can see a court reporter in the comfort of his or her home, uh, taking down that, that testimony. As much as I would love to continue, the clock's going to cut us off. Uh, Reed Goldsmith of Plaza College, thank you for being with us. Please come back. Uh, more information on the convention at nyscra.org and more information about Plaza College's Court Reporters Program at plazacollege.edu. Coming right back. Stay here. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low, you'll scream. Bay Ridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today, and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. We have our senator from New York State, U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer, on the line. We've been getting a lot of questions about what can be done in these mass shootings. Are there any solutions being discussed on the Hill? There are a number of things we have to do. One is to have universal background checks. You know, there is a right to bear arms, and people who want to have a gun should be able to get one, but only if they're not felons, if they're not adjudicated mentally ill, if they're not spousal abusers. That's all the background check law does, and it has the support of 90% of the people. So we are going to be making a strong effort here on the Hill to deal with background checks. Uh, We're also looking at banning clips of more than 10 bullets. 
It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've got to tell you about a special night coming up October 20th from Times Square. It's our third annual broadcast for Broadway. Yours truly, Kevin McCullough, along with New York's First Lady of Hospitality, Christine Nicholas, you know, the CEO of Nicholas and Lentz Communications, and Times Square's very own Tom Harris. He's the head of the Times Square Alliance. We call him T-Square. Anyway, we're going to do a two-hour live broadcast with special guests from the hottest shows on Broadway and Times Square's fabulous eateries, attractions, and more. Come join us in Times Square on October 20th for that special edition of Radio Night Live, or make sure to tune in to AM 970 The Answer from 7 to 9 p.m. on October 20th for a show. We'll see you then. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970 The Answer. Once more, from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, final few minutes of Legal Night, uh, and thank you to Plaza College. Uh, thank you to Alan Dershowitz and others uh, who are part of tonight's show, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, Imran should be back with us next week. He just had uh, some court and uh, client duties that preempted him from being able to be with us uh, tonight. Um, there's a very interesting story coming out of Minnesota that I think is um, truly heart heartbreaking. You know that that the George Floyd crisis was something that started in the Twin Cities there, and it kind of impacted the entire state and went on to impact the entire country because the uh, protests about his treatment went viral, and you had marches everywhere, even tiny suburban towns here in the New York City area were holding George Floyd marches, etc. And uh, I... I I said at the time that justice would be for that police officer if, if he was found guilty of having uh, illegitimately mistreating George Floyd, causing his death. He should be held criminally responsible. That is what has happened. That officer is going to be in prison forever. Um, and he was found guilty. And that, to me, you never get the dead person back, but that under the law is justice. We, we we have the guy, he's paying for the crime. And what is a real crime in my mind is how the rest of the country was vandalized in response to what that police officer did. And places like New York got blamed for things that we're not even guilty of. Our, our police force is so professional. But a suspect is in custody in Minnesota after shooting five officers in Glen Dorado Township while they were serving a warrant on Thursday morning. The suspect has, uh, was seen being airlifted by the scene um, hours after Benton County Sheriff's Office said it was being assisted by several other public safety agencies on a critical incident unfolding just a few miles west of this area called Princeton. Three of the wounded officers were rushed to the hospital. Two were taken to a hospital in St. Cloud. Um, and there were others that lost, one of, at least one of them lost their life uh, at the hospital from the wounds he endured. But friends, what I want to point out is that that is what the police officers understand that they are facing when they come to do their job. They were tasked with serving a warrant and they all five got shot as a result. And I think that part of the reason that all five got shot is because our criminals are no longer health in, in a healthy way fearful of the law. 
Our criminals no longer have respect for the law. They don't respect the agents of the law. There is nothing about the law that our criminal element deems is legitimate. And if, and it's, it's just like having a kid who will argue with you until he's blue in the face. If you don't shut down his permission to argue, if you don't make sure that there are consequences for that child continuing to lip off, he will continue to do it. These criminals continue to act up because the people that are empowering them continue to say that the problem is with the police officer. The problem is that police officers are bad. We need to defund police officers. We need to get rid of police officers. And it's lunacy. It's abject lunacy. We need police officers to have more power, not less. And you know who says that most? My friends who live in the most crime-ridden areas of the country, which is where you would think that if there's going to be a cry for defunding the police, that that's where it would come from, but it's not. They want to see law enforcement be empowered to help keep them safe because that's what they're depending on. I'm Kevin McCullough. Thank you for being here. Tomorrow night, Christine Nicholas will be with you. It'll be a fun Friday.